Hi, we're here from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why the amount of light you see affects how cold you feel, what's inside a kangaroo's pouch, and foods that can curb the effects of sleep deprivation. Let's curb some curiosity. It's starting to get chilly outside, and the season of the office cardigan has officially begun. But a new study published in Scientific Reports shows for the first time that your need for a fall sweater isn't just about the plummeting temperature. Levels of daylight actually affect your perception of temperature. In fact, when you start to feel cold, you might even be able to leave that cardigan on the back of your chair if you can just find a window. For the study, researchers gave participants office-type tasks to do. They placed them in rooms set to different temperatures next to windows equipped with filters that let in different amounts of daylight. While these different amounts of daylight didn't affect the participants' actual skin temperature or even how cold or warm they thought the room was, it did affect their comfort levels. In cold rooms with lots of daylight, people reported that the temperature was more comfortable than when the light was low. But when the room was warm, people were more comfortable when there was less daylight, not more. Scientists think this is because light produces what's known as a cross-modal effect, where perceptions in one sense influence perceptions in another. We see light and feel heat, even when heat isn't there. The implications of this new study are real for building managers looking to save energy, and for regular people just trying to stay comfortable in the autumn chill. It means that we might be able to make it through more days without adjusting the thermostat. That could save on both your energy bill and your environmental footprint. But it also means that if you're feeling cold, you could try opening the blinds instead of opening your closet. I mean, the more light you get during the winter, the better. It's good for all sorts of things. It really is. Vitamin D, mm-hmm. little tan, even out your tan lines. Yeah, just, just lay out in the snow. Get that, <laughs> get that suntan, that winter suntan. There you go. When you think of kangaroos, you probably think of bouncy feet and pouches they use to carry their newborn babies. But do you ever think of what the pouch is like on the inside? Maybe you imagine the inside of your pants pocket or a fluffy tote bag. Well, it turns out that it's a lot more, well, biological than that. So let's take a deeper dive into a kangaroo's pouch and find out what goes on in there. So after a super short pregnancy, we're talking less than a month, the mother kangaroo gives birth to a tiny pink baby that's barely larger than a grain of rice and weighs less than a gram. Scientists have seen tiny climbing movements from kangaroo fetuses even before they enter the world. And those climbing movements are important to practice because immediately after she gives birth, the mother licks a little trail on her fur for her baby to climb to the pouch. In cartoons, a kangaroo usually has a clear line across the midsection for the pouch, but in real life it's narrow to make sure babies don't fall out. The inside of the pouch itself is stretchy and slightly sticky with no hair. There are also four nipples inside where the growing Joey nurses. As you can imagine, the pouch gets pretty dirty, so the mother kangaroo uses her tongue to clean it out. Kinda gross, but it's true. She licks the inside to scoop out dirt, poop, and urine. For Joey's, the pouch is a sweet ride. Cozy, clean, and close to mom. The first time they pop out to see the world is when they're around four months old, and many stay long after they're physically able to leave the pouch. So mother kangaroos often have two babies to carry around with them, one teeny tiny infant and one fully developed kid. So yes, young kangaroos also have to share a room with their siblings. 
Just be happy your childhood room was easier to clean. Today's episode is sponsored by Scora Style. Did you know that according to research, the average kitchen sponge can be pretty gross? As in, that disgusting, soggy sponge sitting in the kitchen sink can be 200,000 times dirtier than a toilet seat. Yeah, a cellulose sponge becomes contaminated with millions of bacteria in just two to three days of use. Not even a kangaroo would like that to clean it. And that's why you should think about switching to Scura. Scura-style sponges rinse clean, dry fast, and keep their shape. They're made of a patented polyurethane foam, and they're antimicrobial, so they don't smell. And you'll know when to switch out your old sponge thanks to their fade-to-change technology. When the Scura logo rubs off the sponge, you know it's time to toss it. And Scura's easy subscription plans mean you get sponges delivered right to your door, so you don't even have to think about when it's time to swap them out. Go to scurastyle.com now, enter Curiosity in the promo box, and get your first month free. Just pay for shipping. You can cancel at any time. That's S-K-U-R-A style.com. Try the sponge seen on the Today Show that was called life-changing. That's scurastyle, S-K-U-R-A style.com. Promo code curiosity. We've told you a million times that it's important to get a good night's sleep. But if you've got a newborn at home or if you work in a job with demanding hours like a doctor, pilot, or firefighter, then sometimes you need an alternative way to get through your day. Fortunately for you, new research suggests that healthy foods can curb the effects of sleep deprivation. For a September 2019 study published in the American Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, researchers looked at survey results on sleep and nutrition from 245 physicians who, as you probably know, often have to deal with plenty of sleep deprivation as part of their long hours and uninterrupted shift cycles. And the study found that a better diet is associated with reduced side effects of sleep deprivation. The findings suggest that employers could reap some major benefits by providing healthy snack options at work, as in employees could have less irritability and brain fogginess and better concentration. That could improve patient care in a hospital setting, which is obviously pretty important. If you've ever struggled to keep your eyes open and reached for a candy bar instead of a bowl of fruit, though, don't be too hard on yourself. We crave junk food when we're tired, and you can blame that on physiology. First off, sugar gives us a quick fix by temporarily boosting blood sugar levels. And when you're short on sleep, you tend to have lower executive brain function, which impairs your decision-making skills and your willpower. Research also shows that a lack of sleep can cause changes in appetite-regulating hormones and in brain functioning. That can push you to boost energy levels with food and snacks that are high in added sugars, sodium, fat, and saturated fat. But if you can find a way to eat healthy instead of giving in to your instincts, you could see some positive results. So whether you're an employer stocking your company's kitchen or you're at the grocery store looking for a way to survive another day of sleep deprivation, the takeaway is clear. Cut back on sodas and snacks that are high in sugar, sodium, and saturated fat, and instead invest in fruits, vegetables, unsalted or dry-roasted nuts, salads, smoothies, and even healthy protein bars. You could end up with a much better bottom line, or at least a less cranky afternoon. Okay, so what were we so psyched about today's episode? Well, I was psyched because you might feel more comfortable when there's a lot of light when it's cold and less light when it's warm. And that's because of the cross-modal effect, which makes your senses influence each other. So dark and cold is even worse than bright and cold. Yeah. Talk about an easy life hack. Just flip on the light switch or turn it off. Yeah, or open the blinds or take a walk outside. I mean, it'll be a little colder outside, but... 
might be better for you. Right. And I was super fascinated to find out that baby kangaroos are like the size of a grain of rice. And then they have to climb all the way into their mother's pouch. It's baby boot camp. Baby boot camp. And I thought it was cool to know that healthy food can curb the effects of sleep deprivation. Even though our body craves junk food when we're tired just to get that quick sugar fix. I know I am going to be stocking up on apples. You know what about one of those apple slicers? And like, it seems like a totally unnecessary kitchen utensil. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but dude, I use it all the time. They're pretty handy. Oh man. I am 5,000 times more likely to eat an apple if it's all sliced up and I can just dip it in peanut butter than to just bite into the apple. I prefer biting into an apple myself. Mm, you're wrong. But you, <laughs> but you can't put peanut butter on it that way. Exactly. Today's stories were written by Kelsey Donk and by Tracy White from Stanford University for Futurity. Stories were edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Kelsey Donk. This podcast was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network. 